Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the DC Daily Drop. Today we are doing a Supergirl Season 1 summary for anybody who might be interested in checking out the show for Season 2 or who just wants to get a recap and reminder like I kind of needed before we got into Season 2. I watched all of Season 1 as it aired last year, but you have not seen any, right, Zach? That's right. So this is kind of for people like him who uh, the show's getting a lot of new interest with it going to the CWs. Uh, Superman's going to be in it, at least for the first two episodes. And the show is uh, pretty well critically received in the second second half of the year. So I know a lot of new fans are willing to try it out. So we're going to run down everything important that happened in season one and sort of what that might lead into in season two. I'm not going to give like a full rundown of every plot detail, but we'll sort of hit the highlights and go over the main characters, basically what you need to know to be ready for season two. Uh, to start off with, the tone of it is very is very um, lighthearted and family-friendly for the most part. It's It's definitely goes well with all ages. Compared to the other DC shows on the air right now, it's more like Flash than anything else. Sort of like Smallville and Lois and Clark before it. So it's it's lighthearted, but it definitely has its serious moments. The, um, a lot of people were worried when it started that it would be like a sitcom or rom-com or something like that. There's, there's some relationship stuff in there, but that's mostly kept to a minimum. Uh, the action in the show is actually very good. Um, it's very well done. You know, Supergirl's always fighting aliens and everything like that. And a lot of it's in daylight and it's it all works pretty well. So the show's going from... CBS to the CW, as everyone knows. Um, now I'm going to get into a little bit more of the backstory. And uh, so, spoiler warning, if you don't want to know anything about season one, but that's what we're going to be talking about. So the basic gist is that a 12-year-old Kara, it's Kara, not Kara, is sent to Earth to protect Kal-El. Um, from Krypton, obviously, she's sent off the same time as baby Kal-El. He goes to Earth, grows up to be Superman, her pod goes through the Phantom Zone or something somehow. Basically, she's stuck in suspended animation for 24 years. So she wakes up a year later on Earth. She's 13, but Kal-El has grown up. He's Superman now. He's How how long had been had Kal-El been on Earth when they sent Kara? I, they were sent like the same time. Oh, okay. So uh he was he was knocked off or he went he went straight to Earth, but she she was knocked off course. Okay, so so Kal-El wants her to have sort of a normal life growing up with an, an adopted family like he had with the Kents. So he delivers her to the Danvers family, who are some scientists he knows who have helped him in the past. And they have a daughter, Alex, who's about the same age as Kara. I don't remember exactly. But Jeremiah is played by Dean Cain, most well known for playing Superman in the 90s series Lois and Clark. And Eliza is played by Helen Slater who played Supergirl in the 1984 movie. Some of the other characters, uh, some of the main cast, uh, Wynn, Winslow Shot Jr., he's the tech guy who works with Kara and has a crush on her. And he he becomes an ally. Well, he's a friend, and he becomes an ally of her secret identity right away in the first episode, and he helps design the costume. Uh, before this, Kara never really 
used her powers. She decided to keep in secret. She didn't think the world needed another hero. But in the first episode, Alex's plane is crashing, of course. So Kara saves her, likes it, and decides to become a superhero. So wait, Wynn knows that she is Supergirl? Yes, she shares okay. that right away in the pilot. She, okay. Um, James, not Jimmy Olsen, moves from Metropolis to National City, which is where this all takes place in the first episode. And he moved for sort of a new opportunity. He's friends with Superman, obviously worked at the Daily Planet with Lois and Clark and all that. But he wanted a new opportunity. That's why he moved to work at CatCo. Alex Danvers is Kara's, I'm going to keep saying Kara, but it's Kara. Kara's adopted sister. She works at the DEO, which is the Department of Extra Normal Operations, uh, where her boss is Hank Henshaw. Big spoiler here, it's revealed, I think like around episode seven, that Hank is not Hank. Hank actually died and while trying to hunt down and kill the Martian Manhunter. So the Martian Manhunter became Hank Henshaw. And took over his job at the DEO and everything like that. Basically took over his life after Hank Henshaw died. So did he like just tell everybody like, yeah, I killed him, but you guys can't see him. Like, because he was working for the DEO looking for the Martian Manhunter, right? Right. So then yeah, I don't remember. T- <laughs> I don't remember how that was solved. He was basically tracking down, um, he was tracking down the Martian Manhunter with Jeremiah. And they both uh, were presumed dead, but. Martian Manhunter obviously took over Hank Henshaw's life. I don't remember the specifics of that. Like they did, uh, that was addressed in an in a, an episode, but I don't remember it. All right. But Martian Manhunter is pretty cool. But they they have him full CGI, so they don't use him very much. His his costume, he actually like grows to be like a six 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 eight guy at least, and he's all greened out and everything. He looks pretty good, but that's got to be really expensive. So they really save him for. <laughs> When they have to, um, and he can he can use his powers when he's without transforming into a Martian, right? Like he can still use his powers as Hank Henshaw. Yeah, I think, but I think being Hank Henshaw, it sort of drains his powers or something because he only he doesn't he whenever he's flying around or doing anything like that, it's as Martian Manhunter. Okay. Um, Cat Grant is the boss at Catco Worldwide Media. She used to work at the Daily Planet with Lois and Clark moved to start Catco Worldwide Media, which is a huge media company. It's where Kara and Wynn and James all work. She is sort of annoying at the beginning of the series. She, she's not very pleasant, but she actually grows quite a bit as a character and is more likable at the end and is kind of a mentor to Kara and Supergirl, actually. Maxwell, Mel, Maxwell Lord is played as a National City businessman. He sort of basically plays a Lex Luthor type of role. Uh, he's anti-Supergirl. He says, Supergirl, National City doesn't want Metropolis's problem because, you know, obviously Superman's great, but they talk about increased insurance costs and property damage and all that stuff that comes with having a superhero. Uh, speaking of Superman, he is referenced a lot throughout the show, but never actually shown. They don't, they didn't have, they didn't cast an actor for the role other than sort of a stunt man. You see, Kind of can make out his face at one time, not really. Um, you see him in the shadows a lot, and you see his boots a lot. <laughs> um, and he, as Clark Kent, he does a lot of instant messaging with Kara. <laughs> That's the most we hear from him. He's basically just sends IMs. <laughs> Got it. So, smaller characters. There's the Phantom Zone escapees, 
sort of, I guess when Kara's ship crash landed, whenever she broke out of the Phantom Zone, all some members of the Phantom Zone were sent out. So early in the season, especially, they're sort of freaks of the, freak of the week type villains. There's aliens and a bunch of bad guys. Um, Allura is Kara's mother from Krypton, her birth mother. And we see her a little bit early, at, sort of like in a Jor-El type role. Uh, her, Allura's twin sister is Astra. So Kara's aunt Astra is sort of a villain early in the season. And she wants to bring Krypton back. Uh, towards the end of the season, her husband Nan takes over. He's the main villain th- throughout the as things go as things progress, and he's the main villain through the series finale. His goal is sort of to bring Myriad to Earth, which is some sort of mind control thing. I don't know. It makes everybody a, a, a mindless drone. So of course, Kara has to stop it at the end, and Superman flies in to help, but then he just becomes a mindless drone because he was raised on earth it only affects earthlings by the way he was raised on earth so he identifies as a human got it (laughs) so that's how they kind of wrote him out of the world domination plot uh there's a lot of fun dc characters that are show up throughout uh lucy lane lois's sister she is james olsen's former fiance and they get back together of course basically to keep Kara and James apart uh, but they break up towards the end of the season and so there's a whole season long will they or won't they with James and Kara uh, Livewire shows up as a villain Red Tornado the hero short of, sort of shows up as Red Tornado 1.0 and mm-hmm. Kara has a pretty cool fight with it the robot um, so Wynn's dad is Winslow Shot Sr. obviously the toy man he mm-hmm. shows up for an episode there's a bizarro version of Kara oh nice uh, there's a red red kryptonite episode. It's really got all of the core Superman elements in it. Mm. Uh, and Project Cadmus also shows up towards the end, and I think they'll have a bigger role going forward. Uh, some of the other highlights I had written down here, the reveal of Martian Manhunter was pretty cool. They hinted at it for a while, and then when he fully reveals himself, that's pretty cool. And the crossover episode with The Flash. They, they exist on different Earths, but they... Since CBS co-owns CW, they were able to have a crossover episode. Basically, it's just Flash runs real fast, accidentally ends up on Supergirl's Earth. <laughs> so then uh, two villains are loose, so they have to work together to stop them. And then he runs back. It's it's a really lighthearted and fun episode just to see them interact. They don't fight right away like all heroes do. They uh, just want to team up and have fun. So some of the plot threads for season two that are really left is Jeremiah is believed to be alive. So I think we'll hunt him down. So we might see more Dean Kane, which I'm hoping to see. And at the end of the season one finale, there's a pod that shows up, a Kryptonian pod. And there's sort of a mystery of who could be in it. So all in all, there's a, a 20 episode. It's 20 episodes of the first season. They're available on Netflix and in home video and everything. And season two debuts. Monday, October 10th at 8 p.m., uh, 22 episodes were ordered. It's going to be on the CW now. Yeah. What do you think about that, Zach? That, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I'm probably going to go back and watch it and try to get caught up, but I'm definitely going to be watching uh, the new episodes on CW, and that just gets me more excited for all of the different possibilities that they have with with the huge crossover event that's coming up in uh, late November, I think, is when it's coming out. Right. Um, 
yeah, it sounds like there's it's got the elements of Smallville that I liked as a a Superman family show. Right. Um, I'm I'm excited to see to actually see Superman, see Tyler Hecklin as Superman. Um, is there? Do you know how much he's gonna? You said he's gonna be in the first two episodes at least, but. Obviously, they can't have him in every single episode. Then it's not a Supergirl show. Right. Really. So they've got him officially confirmed for two episodes. I think he'll show up more throughout this season. But, yeah, we don't know. They don't want to use him too much because, like you said, it's got to still be Supergirl show. But last year, they, like, went out of their way to not include Superman in it, you know. So now that they've got an actor cast and have permission to use him, I think we'll see more of him when it's necessary um, yeah any other questions you've got no i think you summed it up pretty well um i'm, I'm excited to see martian manhunter too i i wonder if if the budget might be a little bit smaller on cw if we'll see less of that cgi now but i'm not sure right everything we've seen from the footage so far it looks good but you know we'll see <laughs> you know it's for the yeah. season premiere there's usually they usually put more money in that so they are moving from they shot in los angeles last year now they're shooting in Vancouver, so that alone will save them a lot of money. All right, so I think that's it for our recap of season one of Supergirl. Uh, if you've got any questions, let us know, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.